Hey, Alexa, tell me a joke. <laughs> I hope I hope that uh, nobody's listening to us oh, at home. That's a fun move. Near an Amazon Echo, because right now they're hearing a joke. But you can hear other great, funny stuff on your Amazon Echo, because Earwolf is now a skill that you can download onto your Amazon Echo. What? How does that work? Uh, you go to the app, you add the uh, the daily Earwolf skill, and then blammo, all of your Amazon voice-controlled devices, you just say, hey, Alexa. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I'm not going to do it. Uh, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to do it because then it's going to make Alexa do that thing. Yeah. You just you can ask Alexa to play the funniest moments from your favorite Earwolf shows. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a fan of Hello from the Magic Tavern, you can download a special interactive episode designed just for the Echo. It's the Magic Tavern Adventure. Amazing. Yup. You can download these awesome new skills. And remember, you can play any Earwolf podcast right from your Echo. Echo. Hey, Alexa, say something nice about me. Dave, you're so winter cozy today. Thank you. Well, you know what? It's dipped down into the 60s. So you got to break out the the cozy turtleneck sweater. You're wearing the cushiest uh, knit I've ever seen. Thank you. It's very cozy. Your hair is on point. Thank you. Great glasses. Thank you. Bearded Apple Watch. Bracelet on the other. I mean, just what a look. Thank you very much. You are giving me athleisure. Oh, no, it's like a, a stained H and M sweatshirt. But. Well, it's a very it's it's flattering. Thank you. It's uh, you look you look comfy. You uh, there's there's a hint of flash dance to it. <laughs> That's what I was going. It is a, a wider uh, collar than I hoped. Yeah, for it to one be. full shoulder is exposed. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, you're wearing uh, a leotard. Yeah. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Well, it was good. My mom was here. Great. She's the cutest woman in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, what can I tell you? I mean, the most important thing is that I saw it. Okay. You and did. We, we got to talk about of it. Of course we do. Of course we do. We got it. Because you saw it also for the uh, second time over Thanksgiving I saw weekend. it a second time over Thanksgiving weekend. By it, we, of course, mean call me by your name. Um, I am certain if you're listening to this, you are tired of hearing about it by now. Yes. Uh, because you've either seen it and loved it mm-hmm. or you've seen it and you're the one who's got the, the take that it's actually not good. Yeah. Uh, or you are outside of New York and L.A. and you don't get to see it for another yeah. two to four to eight weeks. And you've, there are all these I- inside references uh, going, bouncing around on gay Twitter with yes. peach, peach emojis and stuff. And you're like, uh, what the fuck are they talking about? Uh, and you still have to wait. I, I, it seems cruel. Yeah. It seems like a hate crime, honestly. We're not going to be cruel and give you spoilers. And if you are sick of hearing about it, we hear you. And so you have a great plan. Well, here's my plan. I'm going to set a timer on my phone for three minutes. Great. And we are going to gush about this movie Mm -hmm. and not worry about spoilers Mm -hmm. for three minutes. So if you have not yet seen it Mm -hmm. and you don't want things to be spoiled for you, or if you have seen it and you're tired of hearing about it, here's what you do. When I say starting now – you're going you're gonna to skip ahead three minutes. Okay. If you're listening on your little iPhone or whatever, there's a, there's a button that where you scrub ahead 15 seconds. Yeah. Do that 12 times in a row <laughs> when I tell you to. Are you ready? I'm ready. Because we have three minutes. Here. we got to make them count. We. Okay, hold on. Okay. Start. And now. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. Um, I love that, uh, that Elio sort of uh, starts styling himself like uh, Mark Almond. 
at oh, the end. I don't know who Mark Allend is. He's of the guy course, from but Soft we don't Cell. Have time for him? Who cares? He's the guy from Soft well, Cell. He's an out gay person. It's like I, I felt like the styling was an inside joke. The styling of everything for the entire time, I was like, I want to. I want poplin shirts. I want. Oh. I want light, faded dad jeans. Yes. I want high high tops and more oh. high tops. High tops with shorts. All of it. I want to smoke cigarettes again. Oh my god, that's it all I want to do. The most aspirational yes. uh, imagery yeah, in, in, we've ever seen. Um, and outside of the peach. The fresh produce in that movie is ridiculous. Yeah, you there's, really have fixated on the produce on your second viewing. I really was because there's no like there's not a recognizable logo. Uh-huh. There's not a bag of anything. There's not a can of anything. Yeah. There's it's just like the, the food comes off of trees yeah. or out of the out of the the crick. Or That's whatever. how they do it there. That's how they do it apparently. Okay, we got two minutes. Okay, um, okay I can't wait to see how it affects beach fashion. In, yeah, in the coming summer. I wonder if there could be how can we do those as Halloween costumes? Just be Army and Timothy. I, I mean, we gotta wait. Is it recognizable enough? Ten we'll months? see. Yeah, I got, who knows? Maybe maybe they'll re-release it by then. They'll do yeah. a Star Wars and and like and and, and re-release <laughs> an, oh, an hour oh, and forty two okay. seconds. Okay, um, the, I feel like there should be a gay wing of uh, Planet Hollywood where they have a Sunday tea dance and the peach <laughs> should, should be in it. Yep. Right. And just to clarify, the the infamous dad. Uh, monologue at the end, mm-hmm. which will win that guy, whoever he is, an Oscar. Yeah, you do not see, you did not interpret that as a coming out speech. Not necessarily. Yeah, no. I can see where you could think that, but yeah. I don't think that's necessary. That was my one complaint with the movie. Between that and everything, I do, I love that this was not a movie where people. I'm gay. I'm gay too. Right, hey, well, Dad, I'm gay. It's okay to be gay. No yeah. one's doing it. That shit. We're, we're we're living in the subtext. I love all of that. But right. there were moments where I was like, could someone speak plainly? I would love for someone to simply tell really? me what's happening. Okay, you know? yeah, I don't know. I, I really like that. I like that it was just like long and languorous. I, I also I need to, as I think I mentioned, yeah. um, just if I if I begin to drape myself across you, don't get yeah. the wrong idea. I just need to be overall more languid. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's one that's of the many the things. Order that we're of the day. You need yeah. to be. We'll, we'll call it. Call me by your naming. Yes. Oh, I'm just calling. Call me by your naming. Yep. Don't don't mind me. Don't mind. Don't mind me. I am just laying across you on a on a sofa on an elegant sofa. Yeah. Um, the soundtrack I, of course, can't stop listening to. Oh. It is just – it's it's crazy. It's um, uh, I, I I will say uh, the first time I was I was taken aback by uh, the whole is it a video thing. That was just like – that to me seemed a like a weird that. note to mm-hmm. end the movie on. But now I think I've come back around to it. And I don't know why. I'm just in love with the whole thing. Yeah. Is basically it. Yeah. You know who was in, in our screening at the Arclight who? leaving? Kanye West. No. Yes. Wow. Did he have a security detail? He had two guys with him. Yeah. And we are, he was definitely leaving the arc light and leaving that area at the same time as us. Uh-huh. We're 75% sure he was seeing that movie. Oh, that is our time. That's our time. That's our time. We are back from our, That's our time. discussion and That's our, our time. Review. Wow. That was, of course, Ryuchi Sakamoto from the uh, Call Me By Your Name what soundtrack. Else? What else would it be? Doing iPhone uh, Night Owl sound. Okay. Woo. How do you feel? Uh, invigorated. Yeah, we too. should do everything on a timer. When yeah, we, we should, should. Like, if you don't want to hear Matt's fucking story about his weekend, uh, skip ahead five minutes. And there, well, know. no, no. We L- do listen, every that's, episode. People love it. People love to hear about your weekends. I, I also, um, uh, in this intro, yep. want to acknowledge someone who uh, passed away last week. Yes. Um, on like the day before Thanksgiving, his name was Tommy Keen. And he was somebody who I really wanted to get on this show. Uh-huh. Um, he was a um, like a he, he, he was in a genre that is so, uh, called power pop, which is a weird name and kind of a nebulous thing. And and um, but his music was a good example of it. And I was a huge fan of his from from when I was like fourteen, fifteen. And he's one of these guys who never got his due. 
You know, he, he just never – like everybody who knew him loved him. And when his major label debut came out, it was like, oh, this guy's going to be huge. And it just didn't – for whatever reason, it didn't happen. Sometimes it just doesn't. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, and so he – and he's somebody who um, I mentioned on the air early, like at MTV and whatever, when you would – when you could get away with talking about music yeah. on MTV. <laughs> yeah. And so through that, we sort of got to know each other a little bit. And he moved out to L.A. around the same time that I moved out to L.A. And so we I, – I, I won't say that we were like friends, but we were yeah. friendly. Yeah. Um, I and, and he was just a, a, an unbelievably nice guy who continued to make incredible music. And also he was gay. And, and, and that's something that – you know, he wasn't like out-out. Yeah. Um, but for those of us who also gay people who loved his music, there is something – there was something in the subtext. Yeah. And I still – like I'll spend my life trying to figure out what it was. Yeah. But when I found out, it was like, oh, of course, you know? And, and of course, we all kind of gravitated to it. Um, and uh, yeah, he was just a, a tremendously nice and tremendously talented guy. And if you don't know him, uh, I will make a playlist. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put it up on the, uh, yeah, we'll throw on the, on on the, the Twitter, Twitter feed because yeah. the world should know about Tommy Keene even yeah. if he will not be around to see it. Uh, but rest in peace. Yes. Uh, and if you are – if you're a fan, reach out. Let's talk about it. I'm sorry for your loss, Dave. Thank you. Really. Thank you. Thank you. That's, yeah, that's Ben. A beautiful tribute. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, ben got to open for him at Maxwell's in, no. uh, in Hoboken with uh, my friend oh. Hank's band Wormburner, another great rock band with an awesome gay front man. That's amazing. I hope uh, to get all of those people on the show at some point. Uh, but yeah, so it, it, was a, it is a, a, a loss. It's a real bummer. Really 59 is. years old. Some kind of sleep apnea thing. Oh, fuck. Yeah. To just make it that much Oh, scary. God. In the middle of this terrible week. Anyway. Oh, my God. So what's up? What else is going on? Cheer me up, Matt. Oh, fuck. I, what else is there? By the way, when you, just to go back a second, when you said you'd like to have all those people on the show, would you have been on this show? We, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, at some point. Would you have Michael? No. Okay. Michael, see, this, see, this is not how that works. That's but, a, Yeah. I don't know that Ben would do it, which is why I hesitated. Ben, if you're listening. He's listening. There's a spot for you here. Okay. But if Ben's doing it, Michael's doing it. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, it's really, you know what it is? I, I think I don't want to know that much about Michael's um, history. Right. And I, I don't, he doesn't, he hears about mine all the time. And he's sure. like, I, you know, I, I, I learned stuff about you from the podcast that I don't know. And I'm like, it's because I want to pretend that you were an untouched you know, yeah. being until I came along. You're and, a young Elio in somewhere in Northern Italy. Yeah. And he is an evolved. In loafers uh, in a palazzo. Exactly. He is an evolved adult who understands that, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've been around the block. Yeah. Um, I, however, as I've said many times, I'm a jealous petty bitch. Uh-huh. Okay. So let's not hold our breath for boyfriend week on homophilia because <laughs> it might, it just might not happen. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um, our guest this week oh. is uh, a phenomenal comedian. A rising star. Yes. Uh, and he will be with us after this break. <laughs> Matt, guess what I just made with my jewel sous vide? Tell me. Uh, I made scallops. Mm. I made scallops. Paired that shit up with some uh, some delicious uh, wilted spinach, yummy, which yummy. I did not do in the jewel sous vide. But I did put the little scallops in there. The other night, I was uh, cooking for myself. Ben was rehearsing. I made a little filet mignon. What? Nice and rare 
in the jewel sous vide. Here's what you do. You get your food, yeah. put it in a plastic bag, submerge it in water, put it in the jewel machine. It heats the water up to the temperature of the doneness that you want your uh, your protein. Yeah. And that is it. It won't overcook. It won't undercook. And it frees you up. You can do all kinds of other stuff. You can make your sides. You can make your cocktails. And Any you, of it. And you you throw on a timer. You just leave it there. You yeah. Just let there's it, a timer. Let it do its thing. There's a timer. There's uh, more than 100 recipes on the, uh, on the jewel app. It'll help you cook almost every protein from meat to poultry to fish to eggs, desserts, <gasps> veggies, <gasps> more. Wow. Jewel, perfect food every time. To get yours, go to chefsteps.com slash jewel and use the code homophilia <laughs> to get $15 off for a limited time. That is chefsteps.com slash J-O-U-L-E, code homophilia. Do it. Share your recipes. Dave, the holidays are here. Oh, boy. Really? I Am I going to hear that Mariah Carey song a million times? Of course. Oh, great. You know what else you're going to hear? What am I going to buy? What am I going to put? I need yeah. to buy stocking stuff first. What Dave, am I you got to give me an idea oh. for what to get you for Christmas. Oh. That's my mom. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what I always need? What do you need? Socks. Yeah, well. Socks. That's why Sock Fancy makes the perfect gift. That's true. They deliver awesomely random socks every single month. And uh, what is awesomely random? Sock Fancy carefully curates each subscription from their large selection premium cotton blend socks. Mm -hmm. Getting a sock subscription, so easy. Uh, You can sign them or yourself up for a three-month, a six-month, a nine-month, a year-long subscription. Sock Fancy will handle the rest. It's truly the gift that keeps on giving. I think I need that year-long subscription. Okay, all right. Stop dropping hints. It ships all over the world for free. And Mm -hmm. if you don't like the pair you get, you can send them back and swap them for a fresh design. Nice. Shopping made simple. Damn it. Just sign up, check out, let Sock Fancy take care of the rest. There's been hundreds of socks each year in-house to ensure that you're always rocking the freshest socks around. So now is the time. Yeah. Get an extra pair of socks added to any subscription for free when you go to SockFancy.com slash homo now and enter code homo at checkout. There you go. SockFancy.com slash homo. Get a free pair added to your subscription when you enter this code at checkout. Homo! We're back with our guest, uh, who is a comedian. Uh, star is rapidly rising. <laughs> uh-huh. he's, he's a writer. He's a ruiner of things. Oh, yep. yes. ruined a lot of things for us during the break. <laughs> yep. Um, please welcome Solomon Giorgio. Hi, Solomon. How's it, how's it going, guys? I'm very happy to be here. Uh, it's really, yeah. really good to have yeah. you. Who's Karen from accounting? Uh, oh, Karen from finance. Karen uh, from finance. It's uh, the shirt. Uh, she is a drag queen, I believe, from Toronto. Yeah. Uh, and I was watching an interview with Bob the drag queen, and they were talking about uh, how they were talking about Bob Jacqueline's name, uh-huh. and she goes, "The best name is Karen from finance." And then I immediately watched some videos, and then I saw a drag con. And she was selling shirts, uh-huh. and I, I was like, "Yeah, I yeah. need to get your shirt." Yeah, that's hands down the best drag name. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic, and it's a great shirt. It was the first thing I thought, even before it's great to see you, was I'm taking that shirt. Let's talk about yeah. that shirt. Yeah. yeah. That was my first question. And I ignorantly thought it was like D- Delta, what is her name? D- Delta Work. Delta Work. No. It's a no. different drag queen entirely. It says in clear lettering right there, Karen, Karen from Finance. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Are so, you a, a Drag Race fan? Of course. Sure. Uh, I, I think there would be laws against it if I wasn't watching it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, I, I I am a bit of a fair weather friend with it, and I dip in and out for, for seasons, which I'm a little ashamed to. Because You should. Yeah. I, I've been watching it since the first season when they were using uh, Vaseline on the cameras. Yeah. And, oh, like yeah. a lot of yeah, Vaseline. That was the best. I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. Yeah. That was very knowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about uh, All-Stars 3? 
Um, I am excited because I'm from Seattle and Benda LaCrim is an icon up there. So I'm oh, really right. happy she's back to compete. Uh-huh. So I'm I'm looking forward to this season. You got it? I, yeah, Don't I spill your cold oh, brew. Had a, <laughs> almost Lord. had a cold brew accident. Almost did. Uh, I want redemption for Thorgy Thor. I thought she should have gone further in her season. I all, but I, to, it. to be fair, she didn't also show most of her ability. She is an insane musician. Right. Uh, that's what she, I hear. I've, I've seen her play the violin and it's, Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. It's, but where are you going to bust that out? Well, they should have dragons. just let her. She should have yeah. just showed up on the runway. <laughs> yeah, there should have been a like, play an instrument. Yeah. yeah. Challenge. Oh, well. Yeah. All right. So we'll be fighting yeah. for season three, but that's fine. I'm, I'm, and we're, aren't we, we're still waiting for a 10th queen to be unveiled or something? Is, is that the case? I think so. There might know. be. We'll see. When does the season even start? I will. I you know, know what? Know. Yeah. All Googleable. I'm, I'm shaking. <laughs> I'm, right I'm shaking on my details. Who's your all time fave? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I uh, always have uh, part of my heart for the very first winner, BB Zahara, yeah. and the second runner-up, uh, Nina Flowers. Uh-huh. Um, oh man, that is. I, I think at least there's there's five queens a season that I love. Sure. Yeah. Too much, and I still yeah. Shea Coulee, that last season that was a heartbreaker for me. <laughs> yeah, it really was. But you know what? Honestly, I was happy. I was happy either way. I was any of the three ways. Yeah, I was annoyed, and then I got to watch more of uh, what Sasha Velour does at, on stage, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I didn't see this throughout the show. <laughs> sure. Yeah. How much of it is her telling you that she's educating you? Because yeah, there was a lot of that on the show. That's one of the things that I like w- when somebody's like, "I'm smart," and sometimes like people don't get smart people. I'm like, actually, uh, that's the sign of intelligence is able to convey it to someone who doesn't understand. Yeah. Uh, but sure, yeah, go ahead. You're definitely smarter than everyone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, good for you. There is, and this is this is a theory that I'm working on. But there is a level, and I, I'm not saying that she falls under this category. But mm-hmm. there is a level of education and like and whatever erudition or whatever yeah. that is that is. You can't tell it from stupidity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just you see, it, and you see it a lot on Twitter. People making points mm-hmm. in like and and putting it in like Marxist theory or whatever. But it's like this is a stupid point. Yeah, yeah. you're just not making a good point. Yeah, um, yeah. There's just something about uh, there's you. There's a point where you get smart enough not to be condescending, <laughs> and mm. sometimes people don't reach that. <laughs> that is intelligence. Uh, I feel like that first uh, queen to be let go this past season. Who seemed like she was in a different show than everyone oh, else? Yes, who I don't it? even remember. Oh, James Mansfield. James, yeah. Oh, I'm yes. curious to see what she can do. Well, I really am. Hopefully, I found her magnetic. She started wearing lace fronts because uh, that is <laughs> that is a that problem. Was a real oh, issue. That's a real I had issue. this discussion last night. Like, I I don't know why I'm always concerned that other people have enough money. I should be worried about my own money, but I'm always like, do uh, there are so many drag queens being churned out? Do we? Is there enough of a a, a demand to? Meet the supply. You know what I'm saying? I like, are they is. make? Do they make enough money? Is what I'm saying. Well, I think I'm, I'm assuming they do. Uh, like before the show or after the show? After the show. That's a tough call because a lot of queens have suffered uh, after the show. Yeah, uh, because I know they go on on the you know huge tours. Mm-hmm. Rue does not go with them, but they they'll go in like in packs of like ten and twenty. Yeah. Around the world with yeah. Michelle and uh, but I'm really I, I mean. But also, that's that also is a sign of if you are talented enough as a queen, you will that money will come to you. You'll uh, find a way. So you will rise. Like it's it's like none of the queens that uh, have not found success are like the ones where you're like, oh man, she's so talented. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. true. It's true. But I think also, like as with um, there are other really popular shows that are like genre shows mm-hmm. that don't pay crazy well, but there are conventions around the world. Yeah. So the stars of them will go and get a big chunk of money to sign some 
autographs and whatever yes. and take selfies with people and all that kind of thing. And I assume that that's where the money comes from, yeah. from drag queens, because I can't imagine Hamburger Mary's is going to make you rich. No, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> um, I also, I wonder more about the queens that aren't featured, because there is kind of, there's a certain amount of polish that they look for. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you're from Seattle, Dina Martina. Yes. Like she's somebody Ooh, yeah. who would not do well on that show and wouldn't want to be on it. And also like, I, you know, she, she seems to be happy in her life yeah. doing what she's doing, but there are also, I think, creative people who, because they are drag artists who don't fall into like competitive yeah, reality yeah, yeah, yeah. category are just kind of flailing because all the Queens on that show are taking all the Paying jobs. Yes, but there there are ones that are still are still thriving. Like right. there's Jackie Beat, Peaches Christ. Those sure. are ones that are like they're not they're not on the show, but they're still yeah. like household names. And if you're if you're a good gay person, sure. <laughs> yeah, you would know them. <laughs> I mean, and Dina Martina is thriving, right? Yeah, I mean, she's, she's, she's she has these shows that are sold out shows that she doesn't like. She does in Seattle and down the West Coast. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we think Dina has enough money. Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to. I, yeah. Listen, I'm in on her Indiegogo if she doesn't. She is yes. <laughs> a genius. And if you haven't seen Dina Martina, this is the thing about Dina Martina, though. You mention her and there's almost nothing on the internet. Yes. That's it's yes, surprising. She does predate, uh, yeah, internet a bit. Yeah. I mean, but she could have things up. I, I feel like that's a. I think she has some videos, but they're like, it's definitely like you you have to know who she is to yeah. to go out and look for it. Yeah. And everybody should watch some Dina Martina. Mm-hmm. Seek her out if you haven't seen. But how would you describe her to Wow. It's. I'm, I guess it's art house drag. Yeah, <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah, tragic mm-hmm. comedy drag. Yeah, almost a clownish, like yeah. John Watersy. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like the it's it's almost like the birth of the club kid drag that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. That coupled with it. a character that is truly tragic. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very it's a sad story. She's totally deluded. Yeah, uh, she thinks she's fantastic. It's you know it harkens back to like an old kind of entertainer that mm-hmm. you would see on the Jerry Lewis telethon in the seventies, like, like a Liza Judy combo. Yeah, yeah. Of a person. <laughs> exactly, exactly. God, she's brilliant. If you have a chance to see Dean. Martina, take our word for it. You will lose you your mind. Yeah. And if you don't, yes. then you should not listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> we are not your people. Solomon, what else are you into pop culture wise these days? Yeah. What are you watching? Oh wow, what what's am I your, doing? What's on your um, list? I'm I'm uh, I'm an all consumer of sitcoms. Uh, oh, that is yeah. how I that's how I thrive uh, throughout the week. Sure. Um, so nine JKL. Nine JKL, Nine JKL on CBS. I don't know. I I wish I the guy from not 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 suits, but oh yeah, Royal Pains. Royal Pains. Yeah. Okay. See, I don't have TBS access, so I didn't really know about Uh this. Okay. You got to get TBS. Well, it's on CBS. It's on CBS. CBS. CBS access. Also, CBS is you have to pay for access to. Oh, I'm all streaming, so that's. So a lot of mm. CBS shows I've not uh, I'm not familiar yep. with at uh-huh. the moment, but uh-huh. okay, yeah, they're I'm, not they're not making uh, too much programming for this the streaming only audience. <laughs> I would say, yeah, yeah. Well, well they also the have the new Star Trek, which is a thing that oh, I will yeah. watch. So I think they're they've they've sold me, and they'll happily gotta, get my money shortly. Uh-huh. You Eventually, there. you'll get yeah. there. You'll get your uh, the good fight if that comes yes. back. <laughs> it seems like Let's they're doing good so. things. Yeah. Did you watch it? No. Oh. Uh, all right. So what? Like, what can't you miss? Um, the Good Place is uh, on the top of my list, uh, as well as Fresh Off the Boat and Blackish. Uh-huh. I wow. am obsessed with all those three, and 
I'm actually I know that they are on the new episodes are online today. So <laughs> okay, big Good. day for you. Oh yeah, I'm we're, very we're excited. lucky to have you in the middle of. <laughs> oh yeah. believe me, I would usually be in my bed right now. <laughs> listen, it'll be waiting for you. Yeah. Uh, I love that those kinds of shows are being made and mm-hmm. being made for network television. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy to me that those things that are like subversive and thoughtful are are on like. ABC and NBC. Well, I they used to be, and today. now it's now like it's the family sitcom is much, much, much more uh, clever than it used to. Be. Like it was, I th- I still think there's still some wonderful episodes of the ones in the '90s, but these are just like okay, you guys are going you like fresh off the boat uh, and blackish. I I can't recommend more than anything in the world because it's like I. I, I have like I just as a, like as an immigrant and as a black person I'm like I just can't I'm just consistently happy with these two things yeah yeah um, yeah they're like it's a return to like a Norman Lear mm-hmm. like you know convention exactly. of like actually talking about real shit on network TV right. which we kind of got away from in the night which is you know the heyday of mm-hmm. Friends the greatest show yeah of all I blame time. I blame course, Friends uh, <laughs> <laughs> pardon me I blame Friends that yeah. was a shift <laughs> yeah that, there was kind of a shift wasn't there yeah that yeah. was the that was the death of uh, black television was the beginning of <laughs> it's true it's true they never I mean I guess they eventually met Aisha Tyler but that was yeah. it yeah that, well they also grabbed Gabrielle Union outside a hot second on that show as well uh, oh, I, ca- I, I counted every black person um, and there were two <laughs> many two yeah you can do it on one hand easily yes. two middle fingers um <laughs> Bless you. What's your like? What's your unscripted show of choice? Do you have one? Uh, well, we talked about the main one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that goes without saying. Yeah, I also uh, I've done my fair share of uh, love and hip hop. Uh, mm. That's why I am. I've been a fan of Cardi B for a couple of years because of that. Okay. Uh, Wait, was Cardi B on Love and Hip Hop? Yeah, Love and Hip Hop New York. Uh, wow. She was on it with Remy Ma. Um, and if Peter Gunn, who uh, passed, uh, like he had a hit in the nineties. Sure, uh, Uptown um, Baby, right? Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, there, yeah, so there's, there's like a there's a level of like legitimacy to love and hip hop that I just mm-hmm. assumed wasn't there because oh I, yes, especially with Remy Ma, who uh, she was introduced to the show after she got out of jail. Uh, wow. And her boyfriend also was on the show as well, and he was he waited for her to get out of jail. Wow! And so her boyfriend is who? I can't. He's also a rapper as well, and I I feel so bad for forgetting his name. Okay, um, you're forgiven. Do you, do you take sides <laughs> in the Remy Ma Nicki Minaj thing? Um, I don't. I I love rap rap beefs. Period. I don't select sides though. Okay. Um, especially when they're too when they're both talented. Um, like I, but I also love listening to diss tracks. Uh, that's also, that's another thing that I can never stop listening to. I remember my, I think the first diss track I listened to was, uh, JJ Fad in the eighties. They uh-huh. had one, uh, called, uh, another Ho, uh, <laughs> and they, they used, uh, another one bites the dust <laughs> oh, wow. as the, uh, as the beat. And they went out against the real Roxanne, uh, salt and pepper and, uh, Shantae. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, and, I had no idea that even happened. And yeah, there's beatboxing in it. the The hook is another hoe bites the dust. Oh my god! <laughs> is so was this on the same album as Supersonic? Or did no, I think it? that was like a single release. Uh, I don't know if it was actually on an album. But I it's, only know Supersonic. I they're they are prolific. And I had no idea. I I'm completely blank. I, I heard Salt and Pepper in there, uh-huh. and I certainly mm-hmm. recognize and that. You perked name. up. Otherwise, yeah. well, if you ever want to hear a diss track going after Salt and Pepper, JJ what, Fad I, did the one. sample of it that I just heard here live <laughs> is to me already better than the original. Yep. Yeah. Uh, did you did you follow Latrim? Oh yes. Okay. I actually Le watched Trim? them perform yeah. last year. 
Really? Uh, yeah, because, well, I didn't know they were together, but I know Tigra, like, mm-hmm. continued to perform for years and years and still does. Yeah, they I saw her at uh, the satellite. I'm going to need you guys to break down some <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, like, 1987, 88, there was a song called Cars That Go, Go Boom. Boom. It okay. was by a, a, a duo called Latrim, L apostrophe T R I M M, Tigra and, and Bunny. Bunny. We like the, the cars, the, the cars, cars that go boom. boom. We, we are Tigra and Bunny, and we like the boom. Is how it went. Okay, this vaguely rings a bell. <laughs> yeah, and then and then they pretty much went away from like. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, from top forty radio, they completely went away. But but Tigra, I guess, held on to her appeal. Of course. And yeah, I saw her. I saw her in Silver Lake. And it was fantastic. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. There, and anyway. they both. I actually, I saw both of them perform the song at a at a at a drag night in. Uh, oh wow! Wow! <laughs> at, at a precinct, they sold, that was the only song they performed, and they just showed up. And the joy that I had in comparison to all the young gay men. Yeah. <laughs> oh sure. <laughs> They're like, "What is this?" I'm like, "Ah, I got yeah. my way." Yeah. They needed to hear this podcast. Yeah. They needed. A, That's right. They needed to just uh, educate them on the history That's a little right. bit. Because like Sasha Velour, we're here to educate <laughs> um, in a less condescending. Yes. way. That's exactly right. But um, they also didn't age at all, which of is course not. they look wow. they look exactly my age, and I was definitely a child when I was listening to them. Oh, yeah. I'm going deep on both of those bands. Yeah. Can you explain the appeal of Cardi B? To me, um, my appeal with her is uh, I've I followed her from the beginning because uh, she was just doing stuff on Vine, just like like and just these short clips. Uh-huh. Uh, her story is insane because she uh, grew up in uh, Bronx in the Bronx and she was a blood. Uh, then wow. uh, she was in a very abusive relationship, and to get out of it, she started dancing and. So she was so she was a stripper for however long, and during that time she gained like she started a vine and like talked about it like and she she does like she's hysterical but also like very like profound in regards to how she like approaches social issues uh-huh. like she can she will like cut down the like definition of feminism uh, <laughs> and yeah. what it actually means. That's one of my favorite videos is her explaining feminism while she's getting her hair done and calling people dusty bitches. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. It's it's my favorite thing in the I world. I have so much homework to do. Um, yeah, she and then she got in love in hip hop, uh, and she just spun that into a career in music. And yeah. like when her hit beat uh, Taylor Swift for number one, I was like, that is hands down. Like that hasn't happened in so long. When somebody literally went from being poor, a gang member, a stripper, getting on. Finding a way to get onto TV using social media and then using that to become to get a number one single. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> that is a, a 21st century American success exactly. story. Sorry. By the way, I would love to get your take on Taylor Swift because as soon as I hear the phrase like she she beat Taylor Swift, I immediately feel. <laughs> I have mean, never actually formed a very strong uh, opinion for or against mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, uh, and that's just. I, that's just what I think it'll always be. She's not done anything uh, for me to be like, ooh, this is what I really think about her. Yeah. Like, I she's mean, my favorite mannequin American. Um, <laughs> and there are really? so many to choose from. So that's that's already saying something. Well uh, done. She, she just, yeah, she's, as a personality, she just shows a very middle road place for me. So I'm never, yeah. like, when people, like, talk about her date life, I'm like, I can't even fathom oh, even being, like, I've, like, after... Watching Britney Spears' date life, dating life, I'm like, you can't. I don't care. No, nothing's ever <laughs> yeah. going to compete with that in, yeah. in terms of like yeah. intrigue. I just always kind of feel like I, I don't. 
I don't think that Taylor Swift is a white supremacist, but also I don't think she's not. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know yeah, I mean? she I just, just hasn't a, made up her mind. Which well, is telling. I just assume everyone's a white supremacist and tell me they're n- until they say they're not. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, just, that's yeah. a great way like, to just like level the playing just ground. to protect my neck. I'm going to go ahead until you actively say I am not a white supremacist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and then you'll be pleasantly surprise. surprised. <laughs> Bless you. Well, by the by the time this comes out, the album will have dropped. We'll all have had an opinion on yes. it, one way or the other. Already thumbs down from me. Don't need to hear it. Yeah. Okay. I've managed um, to avoid two of the three singles so far, and I can't believe it. I've oh. heard them, but it's one of the, like I've never like I'm not, they don't upset me. Uh-huh. Uh, they're not overplayed by any means. No, um, but uh, one thing that yeah. it, by but I am annoyed with the underplay of Kesha though. That's that is where did that, that album uh, go, Solomon? Yeah, where I have no go? idea because it's a perfect album. It's, Everyone's uh, trying to silence so her. Yes, That's still what it is. I said I saw her at the Palladium uh, last week. And it was, I, and like, even though the Palladium is a great venue, it's just one of those, when I got in there, I'm like, she deserves an arena concert. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. She should be. Like, I love the fact that I get to be in a place where I can see her from all angles. But. <laughs> God. That album, and the new Lord is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But they came and went. You yeah. can't keep up anymore. Yeah. It's you gotta, true. You got to have beefs, I guess. That's true. Yeah. But it's also, like, the albums that have come out have been so good that it's very competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Solange's album, uh, um, yeah. that that definitely also deserved more play as well. Sure. Uh, Could you name like a top three all-time favorite artists? That's oh, a hard question. Musician? Yeah. Wow. Um, Grace Jones. Oh, God, yes. Uh, t- Tina Turner. Um, the third one's going to be a tough, tough fill. That's going to be... I don't know how to like that's like yeah. I would I would probably put Beyonce there. Great. But oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know it's a hard question. Yes. Yeah. So you like an aggressive walk. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, a purposeful I, stride. Yes. I like and the reason I say Grace Jones first is cuz I got to see Grace Jones live. If I got to see Tina Turner live, I'm pretty sure she would be number 1. Sure. Um Is she still in Switzerland? She's still in sort of hiding. I'm not I she, think she's she hiding, performed she's at Hollywood like, Bowl not too long ago. Really? Like she Tina was Turner? she did a tour. Uh, no, no, Tina Turner. Oh sorry, I thought we were talking about Grace Jones. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh I don't I think she's just good. I think she's just done it. Yeah. She's, she's like I need more from pushing her. Pushing almost yeah. 80. I know. <laughs> my favorite Sandra Bernhard bit ever, it's just like from one of her albums that I heard, is like that out of nowhere, she just goes, where the fuck is Tina Turner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that question is on my mind. Anytime she's mentioned, I'm like, yeah, where the fuck is she? <laughs> yeah. No, I just think she she got herself to a certain point and she was yeah. like, you know what? I've I've reached the top of the mountain. That yeah. is it for me, folks. She's Go she's, live well in Switzerland. She's rich. She can relax. I moisturize my legs on the top of a mountain. Oh, God. As she, I mean, she deserves it. Yeah. Yes. But that's also if your if your performances require dancing, I can't imagine hip pushing. I'm like after sixty, I think you're allowed to just retire your legs. Yeah. <laughs> after yeah. seventy, you're allowed yeah. to retire heels. Exactly. <laughs> but I have a feeling walking. she could still do the full proud Mary. You know. Yes, but like it's. At any time. But I don't think it's like a. I don't know if it's at any time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Middle of the day. Some, a yeah. minor warm up. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. Some light stretching. Uh, Solomon, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to do uh, some light stretching. Yeah. (laughs) And then we're getting into your personal life. Oh, yes. So get ready to reveal. Dave, look at this fresh shave I've got going on my face right now. so smooth. I mean, I don't have the best facial hair, but... 
God, do I have a good shave. You have a, you have a great shave, and you, you're angular. So when you have a good, clean shave, yeah. you, really, you really show off a, a strong jaw. That's why I love my Dollar Shave Club razor, especially yeah. when I use it with uh, Dr. Carver's shave butter. Wow. George Washington tell you, Carver? Yeah, probably. Okay, yeah. You know I don't get references before 2000. Mm. Uh, I'm never giving up my membership because, uh, I mean, it has saved my life more times than I can tell you. In fact, I'm adding even more DSC products to my daily routine. Good Lord. They make products, uh, Dollar Shave Club does, for your hair, for your face, for your skin, for the shower, for uh, for huh. your body in the shower. Not, not I think, for, the like, the tub or the, the ground. The, yeah, then you're whatever. not – they don't make, like, like, tub cleaner. No, not yet. But everything else, they do. Uh, they have you looking fresh feeling amazing, and it's all their own original stuff. Yeah, they use the finest premium ingredients. They deliver it to your door just like they do their razors. Uh That means no more irritating trips to the store. I hate the store. Fuck the store. Ugh, cruising up and down the aisles, looking at all those shelves. No. Then you got to get the person to come over and open the thing so you can take it out. Hell with it. No, that's why I use Dollar Shave Club for everything. They've got me covered head to toe, and uh, they've got gift memberships. E-gift cards are available. Uh, they can help cover the names on your holiday shopping list, too, so don't sleep on this. Don't. You will love Dollar Shave Club. So we have arranged for you to try your first month of their best razor, along with travel size versions of their shave butter, their body cleanser, mm. even their butt wipes, folks, mm. for five bucks. Wow. And five after bucks. That, and then your, the replacement cartridges ship for just a few bucks a month. It's the DSC starter set. That's right. You get yours for just $5 exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash homo. Mm-hmm. Dollarshaveclub.com slash homo. Welcome back. We're back with Solomon Giorgio. This new album <laughs> is out. Yes. Homo Negro Superior. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, Negro, you can choose either Negro? one. Negro? Yes. I wasn't sure. There's, I thought I, I like the confusion. Uh-huh. Good. <laughs> I'm, content with, uh, I'm content with either one. Okay. How um, did you celebrate the drop of your album? Um, I, well, I was, my special also came out that night as well. So we watched it and then I hung out with friends at my house and then I've, I just fell asleep. I didn't celebrate. Like, it wasn't an, uh, an insane blowout or anything. It was just like, oh, these are the people I like. We'll watch it together, and I'm good. That's <laughs> nice. That's yeah. nice. And who is we? Understated. Um, just uh, friends of mine. Uh, my boyfriend at the time, but we're no longer together. But oh. we're not going to. Let's not worry about that. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the only thing I'm worried about. <laughs> no, so, <laughs> you are currently single. Yes. And okay. may I ask how long you have been single? Um, it would be a week as of tomorrow. Solomon. <laughs> okay. How are you doing? I'm I'm not bad. That's I, I did the breaking up, but he's okay. he's just a wonderful, wonderful person. But there's a, there was just things that I just needed. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm just taking uh, a, a nice little sabbatical. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fair. What do you like? What do you, what are you looking for? What do you need? Oh, geez, um, just somebody to take care of everything. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, that's a solid answer. And no, it, it's just yeah, it's uh, like he like it was my first relationship. Also, I was very single for a very long time because I don't know, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. Obviously. And it, so it was definitely, there were some great things about it, but there were, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I didn't realize that in relationships I'm non-confrontational, even though I'm happily give my opinion to anyone else. So, yeah. so you're bottling stuff up. and then Yes, it, which is not healthy, apparently. Yeah. You yeah. just 
I guess you can just get angry at someone, no matter how nice they are, if you don't confront them about the things you feel. <laughs> and it doesn't even have to be confronting or to, to yeah, be, it's just be, communicating. Right. I think that's the yeah. issue. Is uh, like I didn't want to. I did just so excited to be in a relationship that I was like, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. I don't want to ruin it by yeah. bringing up anything mm-hmm. yeah. uncomfortable. Like, like a whole feeling a that I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell me about your dating career. How 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 long have you been actively <laughs> dating? Um, I was. I guess I'd probably say I just start. I I would say three years ago I attempted to actually start dating. Uh-huh. Uh, prior to that, it was like let's just hook up and not get in, get in, get in the way of my life. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> And then I was like, that's just, uh, that's making me feel like a shell as well. So sure. <laughs> I actively yeah. started dating uh, about three or so years ago. Uh-huh. Okay. How long have you been out? Uh, wow. I think uh, I came out in 2000, so it's 17 years now. Uh-huh. And how did it go with your family? Oh, they, uh, my parents, uh, they're like very traditional Africans, so mm-hmm. not very well. Uh, <laughs> not the best, but. Uh, my siblings were very much wonderful about it. Yeah. They they returned me to normalcy. They could not have given it given a shit. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're gay. Okay. Yeah, we didn't figure that out very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, How so many siblings? Was, um, there's uh, there's seven of us all together. Wow. Uh, but like six that I'm still like that I grew up with mostly. Um, uh, but the the support that I get the most from is my two younger brothers. Yeah. Uh, they are they're very very much like yeah. We're, you're good. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> and they're the kind of brothers I would fight anyone for making fun of me or making fun of gay people behind. <laughs> like, Those are when the I'm not right kind of brothers to have. Yeah. yeah. So where are you in the birth order? I'm number five. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're like a middle, not a, not a middle middle, but everyone's a middle child after a certain yeah. point. Uh, yeah. After after four kids, no one is getting the uh, the yeah. attention they deserve. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fighting for attention exactly. for sure. Yeah. So you, you grew up in Seattle. When did you? Where, where have you been since then? Um, so we were in Seattle. We moved to Seattle in the mid-90s uh, in the height of grunge. Uh, before that, it was uh, Fresno, California uh, during the height of nothing because there's nothing good ever happening there. During the height of <laughs> dust storms. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and when we first came to America, we lived in St. Louis for two years. Okay. Uh, and that was, that was our intro to the country. Where in St. Louis? Um, I think it's technically where the gay neighborhood is now. But oh, the it Grove? wasn't when I was there yeah. at all. So like South Grand mm-hmm. kind of? Okay. That's where um, I grew up. Yeah, it was it was definitely not that nice as in the 80s, the way I recalled it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That turnaround is very recent. I actually went, because I went to do, I had a show out there, and I went to check out where our house was, and I was like, this is... So nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, did I do this? Yeah. <laughs> boutiques and bakeries and shit. The beginning of this gentrifying. Yeah. Yeah. This, a fancy little gay kid just got here in the 80s and uh-huh. he just turned it around since. How old were you then? Do you remember um, any of it? When, uh, like, that was my first set of memories are of St. Louis. Uh-huh. Uh, I was about three turning four. Uh-huh. Um, and we just lived in one of those. Uh, one, were they, are they technically brownstones? Yeah, I they think just, so. They or look like, like, like houses yeah. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, and like I, that's, that's, that's my earliest memory. Just my, like I remember making my first friend there, uh, playing video games for the first time. Uh, our neighbor had an Atari 2600. Wow. Uh-huh. And I was not familiar. Like we just, we were introduced to TV and video games, like, like right around the same time. So yeah. I couldn't have been more joyful as a child. <laughs> oh God. And that Atari. Mm-hmm. That had all the games. Oh yeah. Your Pong. There was your, Pong. Your Pitfall. Pac-Man. Your Pitfall. 
Oh. Your extremely disappointing E.T. adaptation. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. Remember that? That did not work out so I well. hear there's like a like a garbage heap of them in the yep. middle of nowhere, Arizona. That's exactly right. <laughs> They've been planted. <laughs> and E.T. video game trees will grow yes. in the Arizona desert. So what was your family's experience in St. Louis? Do you, do you recall? Um, my mother for sure hated it uh, because uh, winter is not a concept she enjoyed, uh, uh. especially when you show up and it starts snowing uh, for the first time. We like we moved in August uh, and I think when, like right around October, this the snow started showing up and my mom was like, what is this? Uh. <laughs> this uh. is not OK. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't think anyone was more bundled up than my family was. I think we were like pretty much immobile when we were walking around outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> we were wearing multiple coats. Sure. St. Louis winter is unforgiving. Mm-hmm. I like so. to imagine like a baby Solomon in a, in a park in St. Louis looking across the way. And in the sandbox, there's this this uh, kid with like re- wavy hair. And he's, uh, you know, he's got his his Walkman and he's uh, introducing everybody to the new cool new wave bands. And his name is Dave Holmes. <laughs> this could be. This oh. could be. It could have happened. I didn't really hang out in playgrounds exactly in my teenage years. Okay. But well, you missed out. Yeah, I guess you I could did. have made, no, with could have made some, It could have done some awesome networking. Uh, I would have, you would have, yeah. I was, I was at daycare not speaking English. It would have been a very weird oh, oh, <laughs> interaction. Oh, well, listen, so you guys could have bonded over the trim. Oh. <sighs> we were for sure listening to the, like we, uh, that, I think music and TV, American music and television are like, and we had, since my parents were immigrants, they didn't regulate any of it. So we were allowed to just consume everything regardless of what it was rated. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, so we were having a good time. Oh, and you were close enough to East St. Louis to mm-hmm. get, I don't remember the name of the station, but there was there was a station, uh, there was like an early hip-hop station in the mid-80s. I didn't even It was the first time, like, it was the first place I ever heard hip-hop music. It was the first place I ever heard Prince in, like, 1981. Oh, they had a nighttime jock called uh, Dr. Jockenstein, <laughs> and people would call up during roll call time, and they would, like... My name is Dave, and I'm here to say because it was still it was early, right? Oh yeah, people were just experimenting. Well, they were experimenting when they enunciated the, the yeah. entire time. Like, yeah, just take a moment, say the whole word mm-hmm. before uh-huh. you continue rhyming. Yeah, but yeah, you would have uh, you would have been able to catch that uh, from where you were. I probably did. Go. I'm not. My memories aren't the strongest, but I do. Sure. They're just yeah. The the it definitely impacted me throughout, like through the future. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Solomon, are you on the apps? Uh, like. You know, you're grinder. You're, you're um, scruff. You're growler. You're tinder. <laughs> you're bro. You're, what's the what's the Soho House one? You know, the the the, the Raya? Raya. Um I didn't yeah, I'm I reopened Grinder and I still haven't it's there, but I haven't used it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if time. I will. I'm not doing anything. Um, <laughs> you're not uh, using it actively. I but it's, like it's it's I just got like it's like I think me and my boyfriend hung out probably like 15 hours a week, and now that I have that back, I'm just like, oh, I guess I'll clean my house. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get back to your chores. Uh, yeah. get, get things done. Yeah, it's a weekend. But then I'm just organizing my life. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. 15 hours a week isn't a ton. No, that's that was another issue. We we saw each other probably once or twice a week. So, and is that because you were? It's sort of, it's a combination of both of us being busy. So that was so now that it's like okay, I'm just gonna. I'm going to see what else I was not doing. Yeah. (laughs) And yes. And the, like, I'm all, it was also just been busy after it's only been a week and it's been a very busy week. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No rush. I'm not trying to rush you. 
No, um, I'm just saying the they are there for your uh, for your use. I know, I know they're out there, but I like I like I'm like I've like it's at, like this. I think this is the first time I um uh my sex drive is uh like in the middle ground after mm-hmm. being in a relationship for so long mm-hmm. that uh so I'm not gonna just gonna ride that wave until I get sexually frustrated. I'm like, all right, let's <laughs> now the open time. these apps. But right now I'm. I got that uh, after relationship low sex drive, and I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it can, go, goes one of two ways because yeah. sometimes you you break out of that relationship and you're like, I must fuck everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Frequently, when things are ending, it's like you can't wait to just stick a pin in it yeah. and like and just you think about all the sex you're gonna have. But then the actual the weight of the sadness that comes with the morning <laughs> of an end of a relationship yeah. will. It's waiting for you whether you do it now, deal with it now or later or whatever. Yeah, exactly. No, but it's, yeah. it is also different when you are the breaker upper as yes. opposed to, and you know I think when you are on the receiving end of a breakup you're more likely to run out for a lot of re- revenge sex okay. yeah or just from experience yeah <laughs> or, or yeah just uh, you know time passing sex yeah, yeah. whatever yeah. Yeah. No, no hobby right. sex Right now, it's just uh, I'm appreciating uh, the brief amount of alone time I'm getting. Okay. Very good. <laughs> just a moment to catch myself throughout the day. I'm like, oh, hi. This is the mirror. This is who you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's nice to see you again. Mm-hmm. Get to know that guy again. Yeah. yeah. What, are you, what are you looking for, like, physically? Who's your, who, who did you, who, who's your like, ideal? Oh man, that's a that's a tough one as well. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, I wish I was pickier as a human being. I, I'm actually my thing is more more along the lines of personality traits. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a lot more forgiving than people assume. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people just assume based on my wonderful looks that I'm s- definitely <laughs> no. That you're right picky. Yeah. No, I'm. For me, it's yeah. It's it's there is a just a a personality that I tend to go towards, which is. Uh, just a, a much friendlier demeanor, uh, but uh, like I, like I also tend to go towards uh, some condescending people as well. My boyfriend was very polite, so I, th- I think that was uh, like it, it was nice. But I, I want, um, I'd like a salt shit talker here and you there, some edge sure. in there. I'm yeah. like I'm like I want to like playfully mean is nice for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean that can be that can be appealing. Yeah, it's a fine line. I mean, because I I think especially just speaking in generalizations, the gay guys in L.A. are probably just more on the straight up mean mm-hmm. side. Sure, sure. It depends but, on which part of L.A. you're living. That's in. true. That's I'm true. I'm an East Sider, so yeah, plenty of playfully mean guys mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I find that, and this goes every, everywhere where there's like a a, a big gay community. Uh, young kids come in with the expectation that they're supposed to be mean. Yes. You know, like have a quip at the ready at all times yep. and just be nasty because that's like what's culturally valuable. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to push back against that a little bit. It's totally. okay to be nice. Yes. Like that's, <laughs> being kind is not, uh, is well, not, it, is not a defect. It's, mis- it's like, uh, you know, mistaking, um, s- confusing snark with just being with nasty. Yeah. And, yeah. But yeah. I also, that's youth. That's I've, that's true. It's it's my own fault if I'm dating someone in their twenties and they don't know what's going on. I, I'm the one that signed up for that. That's yeah, true. yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're yeah. not experienced. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> that's yeah, that comes with this age. Yeah, you do meet a lot of people whose personality is the equivalent of calling yourself snarky in your mm-hmm. uh, Twitter bio, mm-hmm. yeah. which I get a, a lot of. Yeah, like especially from like gay conservatives. I'm real uh, snarky. Yeah. No. No. You're just kind of a tool. Yeah, yeah go away. Saying. Well, anyone who just like define like just like this is how I present. I'm quirky. I'm like, no, that's something that somebody tells you you are. You yeah. don't get to be. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, that's and, like giving yourself a nickname. Yeah, if you're intentionally quirky, it. that's annoying. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. there's a lot of that on, in like app, uh, you know, profile mm-hmm. descriptions of people telling you like, I'm the kind of person who blank. And it's like, anytime you start a sentence like that, we're yeah. in trouble. We're in yeah. big trouble. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, there's zero pictures of me on a hike. I'll tell you. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, good. Good. So we're starting from a place of honesty. Uh, what can you tell us about your profile? Um, well, it doesn't really exist at the moment. Okay. <laughs> so. okay. It's not much of one to speak well, let's, of. Let's put it together right now. Yeah. Um, what are your interests? Oh, wow. Uh, sit, sitting, sitting down. Uh, sitting down, great. <laughs> laying about. Uh, laying about. These are popular. Mm-hmm. Watching multiple sitcoms. Uh-huh. Um, I, 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 I definitely, I don't know. There's a part of me that wants to skip the first year of a relationship and go to that part of where we're just like, oh, we're just going to sit at home and do nothing. Uh-huh. We're going to look at our phones yeah. next to each oh, other. Yeah. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> but... Um, no, I like I'm out and about. I, I my my job requires nighttime mm-hmm. uh, outings. Uh, so most yeah, most of the day I'm just just at home uh, figuring out how to be funny, and then then remembering I can do that around eight o'clock. Uh huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Being funny. Yes. And then, and then maybe occasionally the gay groupies approaching you afterward after you've been funny. Oh, you think there's and gay what? groupies for a comedy? Yeah, <laughs> There have to, have to, especially when you're going to other cities. Um, Well, there's here's the thing: is that uh, gay male comedy is is like this is probably the biggest uh, attention it's gotten (laughs) ever is right now. So the groupies aren't there yet, (laughs) Uh, but people are showing up knowing that they're going to watch a gay comic. Yeah, people are supportive, Uh uh, but it's not. It's definitely like. Most of my crowds are straight, then they are gay. (laughs) Interesting. I mean, do you feel like it's still true that gay comedy fans just flock to female performers? Um, I flock to female performers, so I'm really, I can't really judge (laughs) on their part. Uh, But it's, it's also like, the, just in size, it's it's been a giant uh, jump in the last five or six years. Yeah. Um, because like I started a decade ago, and I I could I think there was only one other queer comic in the city that I was in, and it's Seattle, which is a very progressive city with a <laughs> has a yeah. good uh, gay population there. Yeah. Um, but now when like in even my own hometown, I can't I can't list all of the queer comics there now, and it's very so it's very much. Uh, uh, a lot of a lot of the queer comedians uh, aren't get, are like we're gar- we're finally garnering more success, but yeah. we're not all household names. Like right, the like you could like I think Guy Branum is probably the biggest name of us all. Yeah, yeah. Be. James Adomian is James Adomian is another breaking through. Um, but it's with some people nipping on their heels like a Solomon Georgia, a Joel Kim Booster. Uh huh. Yeah. You know. Uh, but it's still it's uh in its uh in its baby stage of uh getting noticed. Yeah. But I like to imagine that this is the we're in the early stages of this new like heyday boom where like f- in a few years from now there's going to be handing out ne- like the, oh. the gay guys now are going to be what like <laughs> Kevin James and those people were oh, 20 years ago man. you know what I mean like you get a sitcom you get a sitcom you get a sitcom <laughs> oh man yeah, I, I love so. that idea I want to see you on the side of a bus yeah. oh man I would be so terrified. <laughs> oh. When you'll be older then. They'll they'll give you like a, a 22 year old husband, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. three irrepressible kids. Oh, yeah. I love it. And the husband's always just like, "Oh, Solomon, put your shoes away." Yeah, <laughs> I would never. <laughs> it's happening. It is All happening. Right. I mean, there it's is coming. Yeah, 
There's for sure a shift. Uh, would you, like, if there were a groupie who came up backstage and was like, I've been following your career for a long time, is that a thing that you would pursue romantically or do you? No, that seems very terrifying. Yeah, it does, uh, right? I wouldn't trust that person. I'm like, where did you come from? How did you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, I've already, like, I've had some people approach me, not in a remote, romantic manner, but just in general of, like, knowing who I am. And I've, it's a terrifying, like, I still am like, ah, you're a stranger. That's a scary thing to do. <laughs> yeah. And if they're approaching you, no, acknowledging they know who you are, but also they'd like to go on a date with you, is it a turnoff? Um, it hasn't happened yet, so let's... That you know... Theoretically. The, no, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's, like, I, like just a stranger approaching me, I have no idea who they are. I, yeah. Like, I'm like, well, you have to explain who you are first before I go alone with you anyway. Right. <laughs> That's true. But there's a good chance that they know, and we just we just talked mm-hmm. about this, that they're doing the L.A. thing where they pretend that they don't know, and they're waiting for the right moment to break out that information. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. good for them. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a very long con, and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I hope it works. <laughs> so where are you going to next, Solomon, Georgia? Um, I will actually, uh, this weekend, uh, will be on tour with Deer Tick uh, for about a week and a half, I think. Uh-huh. Um, I'm starting up uh, in a beach city. Uh, I, f- I forgot the name of it. Uh, and then we're going to come here to the Teragram. Uh, and then I'm going to What go, are those dates? Uh, this Saturday is the Teragram. What's the date? What's Today Saturday? is the... So the 10th I'll be... Uh, okay, November 10th. Uh, uh, it starts November 10th. I can't remember uh-huh. the first city, uh, but it's a beach city. And then the 11th will be at the Teragram. And then after that we'll be in... Tucson and Phoenix, and then El Paso, Dallas, and Houston. Okay. So you're a comedian opening up for a band. Yes. Have you done that before? No. Uh, and I think, because uh, uh, Deer Tech's last album, it's a uh, dual album. Uh, one is acoustic, the other is guitar. Uh, uh, electric. Uh-huh. <laughs> guitar. Uh-huh. Hi. I, I know instruments. Um, <laughs> and so they want, they, they asked uh, comedians to open for them up top and then just do something in between while they switch it up. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm just, they, they've, uh, there's more dates that they're doing this with, but I'm on this leg of their tour. Wow. That's mm-hmm. exciting. How and do you so feel? Cool. I'm terrified, really, uh, because I don't know how their fans will react. Uh, but the there's they've already been doing it with others, and it's been going well so far. So yeah. I, I can only imagine it not turning on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's more. It's a little bit more common now. Like it was kind of big in the yeah. '60s and '70s. You know, like um, what are like a comic would open up for Frank yeah. Sinatra. So you expected it. Then that went away for a long time, but it's come mm-hmm. back in the last five or so yeah. years. So especially with bands at that level yeah. and in that world. So it won't come completely out of the blue. No, and I think their fans are it's it's indie music, so mm-hmm. I can only assume they're there's gotta be very some overlap. Cool kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they have some gay groupies who will no. be seeing you. We'll figure uh-huh. it out. <laughs> um, eat you up. So I know you're you're at this. You know you're 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 a, a week out of of a relationship, and you're <laughs> kind of taking a breather. But do you think about like the long term? Is there a Solomon relationship <laughs> vision board? Um, for me, I was like, that's I like. I always kind of. Um, I'm very. I'm very wary uh, because uh, my parents didn't have like they had a terrible relationship. So I'm of the uh, of the need to be like, well, I'm willing to commit to you for a long time, uh, but in order for me to do that, you have to <laughs> you have to be a good person. Yeah, that, like it's I like I I'm I'd rather be alone and happy than be. <laughs> 
You know, uh, shitty relationship. And yeah. unhappy. Yeah. So, and which might be uh, a little bit of a detriment to myself. Uh, but it's, I think I'm getting better at being more open and receptive to somebody else being there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, uh, I'm, I like my things and I don't know if I... <laughs> Yeah. What what defines a good relationship? Um like what are what are the important factors? Like there is like there has to be even like as much like the 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 loving aspect is there there has to be uh a little bit of discourse there. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, ne- a necessity. Um somebody who's willing to take the risks with you as well uh in the relationship in order to maintain it. Cuz I'm because that's the thing is that I'm I'm willing to make sacrifices for another person, so I just want to make sure that person's also happily make those sacrifices for me. Uh-huh. And that's that's kind of, that's I like I just I like emotional availability uh, because uh, I'm from an em- emotionally unavailable family, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I want to I want to like if I'm going to make that kind of an investment, I want to make sure that it's on par with with the one I. Just on par with somebody else who's willing to do that. Yeah, better that than to repeat the patterns that your your parents exactly. established for you, which I have fallen into before of like just dating like cold alcoholic men mm-hmm. who didn't really weren't into me. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh no, that's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad yeah. that you're in a better yeah, that's, place. Yeah, I just that. want to do the thing where I'm uh, performing a relationship. I want to make sure it's an actively like I'm 100 percent in a relationship. And yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's it's and then we fall into that too often where it's like we're so happy to be in a relationship that we'll act out what a relationship should be instead of being like, hey, treat it like a real like like and that's the thing is I, I've now learned to compare to how I am with my best friends. Mm-hmm. Uh I've gotten in I've gotten in angry arguments with them and we're are we still ended up being stronger together. So yeah, I just yeah, I just want to be able to be like, I uh, I'm willing to dedicate my whole life to you because that's what I yeah, what a relationship should be. And have you got fallen into that thing before, where you felt like you were performing a relationship? Yes, that's why I broke yeah. up with them. <laughs> oh, right. Gotcha. Where gotcha. I was like, "There's, I'm, I'm doing performances, but I'm not allowing myself to fully invest." Right. Well, Solomon this has been an enlightening. <laughs> really has. It really has. Uh, Solomon, have a great time with Deer Tick. I will. <laughs> have a great time with the album. Thank you. And uh, and may the the gay groupie of your dreams just turn <laughs> up in the crowd and not come backstage, but hang out and yeah. Yeah. and and slowly get me to date them one day. Exactly, <laughs> wear you down over time. Just f- climb into bed with you and watch some uh, fresh off the boat. Perfect. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> and sail off into the sunset together. Uh, I must say, thank you for being here. Thank, oh, thank you, you guys for having me here. Solomon Giorgio. Oh. Now get his comedy album. Uh, get his get get at, get your eyes on his special mm-hmm. uh, Comedy Central. Yeah, yeah. What a check him out. Talent. He's fantastic. Matt, thank you. Thank you so much, Dana. Thank you. Dana, thank you, Dana Wickens. Thank you, Colin Anderson. Thank you, Chris Bannon. Thank you, Ben Wise, for that fucking beautiful music. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And it's we're going to interview you whether you like it or not. Okay, well, we'll see how that goes. Hey, uh, um, call me by your name, and I'll call you by mine. Okay. Bye, Dave. Bye, man. Great cooking is part art and it's part science. You say it every week. I absolutely do. It is a bumper sticker that is both on my car Mm -hmm. 
and on the back of my jeans. And in your soul. In my soul. Jewel sous vide takes care of the science, cooking meat, fish, poultry to perfection with precise temperature control. Frees you up to do your art. Mm, that must be why they say Jewel, perfect food every time. That is why they say that. It's a popular saying on the streets. To get yours, visit chefsteps.com slash Jewel. Use the code homophilia to get 15 bucks off for a limited time. That's chefsteps.com slash J-O-U-L-E, code homophilia. Yeah. Earwolf is now on the Amazon Echo. They just released a new skill for the Echo smart speaker called Daily Earwolf. Now you can ask Alexa to play the funniest moments from your favorite Earwolf shows. Just download the Daily Earwolf skill from Amazon Skill Store. And if you're a fan of Hello from the Magic Tavern, and who isn't, you can also download Magic Tavern Adventure. <gasps> that sounds wonderful. It's a special interactive episode we did of Hello from the Magic Tavern where you can affect the choices we make in the podcast. <laughs> I don't think anyone can affect my choices. I want an interactive. No, Chunt, interactive. It just means that. Yeah, I want an interactive. Where's the door? So if you're listening to this right now and you want to say, Chunt, I wish you were not having this misunderstanding, you could yell that at your Amazon on Echo, and it would happen. Finally, you, dear listener, can help us choose our own adventure. Download these awesome new skills, and remember, you can play any Earwolf podcast right from your Echo. New skills, time to level up. New skills, time to level up. Level, level up. I'm bad at being an Echo. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.